Well, as we start out this morning, how many of you would describe yourself as a patient person? You're pretty patient with people. You're pretty patient with situations. You're just, you know, relatively a pretty patient person. How many of you are out there like that? Okay, a few of you. You just kind of, you know, go along with it. You're doing fine. How many of you would say that you're on the other side of that spectrum? You're not very patient. You want everything done right now. Okay? Most of the time, we're like that. We don't like to wait for, for very much in our society. Some of you are more patient than others. But God, you know, the, the adage out there is never pray for patience. Because God will give you all sorts of things that will make you pull your hair out in the process. We're not very good at waiting in our society today. And we're in a series of messages this month based on faith. We're focusing on learning what it means to follow Jesus in our lives, not just to know about faith in our head, but when the rubber actually meets the road, when we actually have decisions that we make, how are we going to apply our faith to what it is that we're actually doing? How do we live that out on a day-to-day basis? And last week, we talked about a faith that takes risks, that sometimes we have to learn to push through our fears and to embrace what God has for us. And I'm using um, a metaphor of water skiing for these series of messages. Water skiing was really important to my family growing up. We had a cabin up north, and it was a rite of passage for all of us, all five kids, to learn how to water ski. And so it was really important to who we were as a family. And I talked about last week about taking risks. Sometimes you just have to get through your fear, and you just have to step in, get in the water. That's the hardest part about learning how to water ski is actually getting buckled up, getting in the water. You feel nervous, you feel excited, you feel anxious, but you're never going to learn how to ski if you never try it. And so we talked about last week how we just have to jump in and be able to get through some of that anxiety and our fears from time to time. But another aspect that I want to focus on this morning is this idea of learning to wait. Part of the key of learning how to be successful, water skiing or whatever else, but we're using that metaphor for just a moment, is learning to trust the one in the boat. Timing is really critical in learning how to ski. You have to communicate with the one who is ahead of you. And most often, they might turn around and say to you, ready. And your job is to have your eyes focused on that driver and to hear when they give you that command so that you, the one in the water, can say, ready back. Ready. Ready. And then you have to trust the timing of the one in the boat. Most often, they're going to punch it, and it's your job to be able to hold on. Now, the real key to getting up for water skiing is to sit back on your skis and to let the boat pull you up. If you stand up too quickly, that's what you're most likely to do, you're going to miss the timing of it. You have to sit back, you have to wait a little bit in order to let the boat be able to pull you up. And so too, in the life of faith as Christians, we are called to keep our eyes centered and focused on Jesus. We have to trust the driver of our boat, so to speak. If we're looking all around, if we're distracted by all the other stuff of life, we are going to miss it when the one who calls us says to us, are you ready? We're going to miss that. 
if we're so distracted by all the other stuff of life. And the boat may start without us, and all of a sudden we're going to let go of that handle. Part of the life of faith is trusting Jesus, who is the driver of the boat. Sometimes there might be an obstacle out there that the driver sees that the skier can't see in the water. I've been there before. It's the driver's job to make sure that there's not another boat who's going by or a jet ski or something like that. And you're sitting in the water thinking, what is taking them so long? But it's their job as a driver of the boat to make sure there aren't any obstacles out there so that you can go and ski successfully. And so too, in the life of faith, there are times when Jesus, the driver of the boat, says, I see an obstacle out here and you're going to have to wait. And so we go through seasons of waiting in our life of faith. And this morning, I want to explore that a little bit. A faith that waits. Why Jesus has us wait from time to time and what to do in those seasons of waiting. So let's pray as we get started. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would open up your word to us. That we might be able to hear what you have for us. That you might speak to our hearts, Lord, as only your Holy Spirit can do, whether we're online or in person. That we might, be he- we might hear your message for us. Lord, we place all of our concerns, all of the things that weigh heavy on our hearts, we place those before you this morning. And we ask, Lord, that you would work in ways that only you can do. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. So I want to dive into our uh, scripture for this morning. It's about a woman named Hannah and about the power of prayer. And it comes from 1 Samuel chapter 1. So we're going to start with verse 1. You'll see that on the screen there. It says, There was a certain man from Rathium, a Zophite, from the hill country of Ephraim. And his name was Elkanah. He had two wives. One was called Hannah and the other Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had none. So I want to stop there for a moment. This is a tension in the story. We are not condoning two wives. Okay, don't hear that. That was the culture of the day. It just is the, the culture of that time. But it set up this incredible rivalry. Penina was able to have children. Hannah was not able to have them. And the story goes that every year they would go up to uh, a celebration. Uh, They would make this annual trek to Shiloh, and the whole family would go there to celebrate. It's like, you know, one of our annual traditions, our annual uh, festivities. It was a time of promise. It was a time of possibilities. There was lots of uh, fun and festive types of things that they were doing at that time. And I imagine that Hannah, she would kind of look around and it seemed like perhaps that everyone else's life was filled with all kinds of these good things. But hers was empty. And Panina's tents, they were filled with these little kids and lots of voices and lots of noise. And Hannah's tents, they were empty. There wasn't lots of noise. And her friends and her peers made fun of her. They ridiculed her. She was devastated and her heart hurt. And sometimes we too, we can find ourselves in situations of discontent. We can find that our circumstances or even ourselves, it just feels really, really hard from time to time. 
And we can look around and it appears that everything else is going splendidly for everyone else except us. Everyone else has a great job, but we're stuck. Everyone else is getting into college or providing that opportunity, but we're stuck. Everyone else is whatever it is, you fill in the blank. We can go through our phone, scroll through Facebook, and everybody's life feels really good except for ours. And you keep waiting for that new job and it doesn't come. And you keep waiting for that new opportunity and it doesn't come. And you keep waiting for God to heal the pain, but you're still dealing with it. And you keep waiting for God to answer your prayer, but the answer just doesn't seem to come. Have you been in those situations where you, you, you pray and you pray and you pray some more and you talk about it and you pray and you pray some more and it just doesn't feel like God is listening. You can't see anything changing. It, it just it feels like you're not hearing anything in the moment. And all of us go through those seasons, those times where it just feels like our prayers aren't being answered. We go through those seasons in life. And maybe some of you are going through that right now. And the question we ask is, why? Why, Lord, are you asking me to wait? Why, Lord, are you seeming to not answer my prayer right now? Why am I going through this time? Why am I going through this experience? And I just want to throw out a couple answers to that question this morning. Maybe to help us understand it a little bit more as we're going through it. And so maybe the first answer to that question, why? Why does God have me wait or go through seasons of waiting in my life? And the first answer to that we can throw out this morning is, I think God wants to draw us closer. I think there are seasons, there are times where we wait in the life of faith because God wants to draw me closer to himself. He wants to draw me in. He wants to draw me closer to him. And we have a choice in those times. Am I going to complain or am I going to pray? In those seasons and those times of waiting, when God perhaps wants to draw us closer, am I going to complain or am I going to pray? That's a choice that all of us are faced with in the life of faith. And I don't like that fact. I don't like that God works through waiting. I don't particularly like to be patient in my life. But the reality is that sometimes that's how God works in our lives because he wants to draw us closer to himself. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9. This is what Hannah experiences here. It says, when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, when they were kind of done with some of those festivities, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting in his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. And in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. She was a woman who took her emotions, took all of those feelings, and she expressed them back to the Lord. And when she did, God cared, and he listened, and he understood. God hears those prayers of anguish that we, that we offer back to him. We don't have to clean it up. We don't have to edit it. We don't have to make sure that it has the right words. We just have to express what it is that we're experiencing to the Lord. And maybe it feels like right now that you're just juggling a lot of balls in the air. You have all kinds of things going on and you're getting ready for this or that. And you have all of these 
balls that are, that are up in the air and you just wonder, how am I going to keep them going? How am I going to manage through all of this stuff that I have on my plate right now? Or maybe you're dealing with a really difficult situation with your kids or your grandkids right now. Or maybe you're facing unbelievable challenges at work or maybe you're dealing with a health struggle that just never seems to improve. And I just want to give all of us permission from Psalm 62, verse 8. It says, pour out your heart to God. Just pour out your heart to God. Prayer is our absolute lifeline. Prayer is the thing that keeps us connected and we have to keep at it. We have to keep praying. To pray without ceasing, even if it feels like you're not getting the answer, even if it feels like you're not hearing anything back, to keep at it, to keep praying. Because that's what is going to help us and teach us and train us in the life of faith. We have to keep at it no matter what to keep going. Instead of trying to figure out everything on your own, take time to pray and to be persistent about that. David was called a man after God's own heart, not because he never made any mistakes, but because he was always honest in his prayers. And you read through the Psalms and you hear that honesty just come out of his heart. Whatever it is that you're going through, Whatever those circumstances are, we are called to pray through them because prayer is our lifeline for those of us who love Christ. Sometimes God calls us to wait because it's a way to draw us closer to him through prayer that we might not do if things are going well. But when things are a challenge, it causes us to draw closer to Christ. Sometimes God calls us to wait because it will draw us closer to him. Another answer to that question, perhaps God has us wait because he has something better for us. He might have something better for you. He might have something better for me. And in those seasons of waiting, we have a choice. Am I going to worry or am I going to worship? Am I going to worry or am I going to worship? You see, in times of waiting, we start to wonder why. Why, God, is this not coming together? Why is this so difficult right now? And we begin to ask that question, why? And then we begin to wonder, well, when? When is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? And then, as it gets a little more anxious-filled, we start to perhaps whine a little bit. God, why aren't you doing something? And we keep asking those questions, why and how and when and why and how and when. And remember that God might not always answer all of those questions exactly when we want him to. Faith is about believing in things that you can't always see. God might not answer all those questions exactly when we want to because faith is about trusting even when I can't see exactly how it's going to work out. That's what happens in verse 17. Hannah prays and she pours out her her request to the Lord. Lord, I want a child more than anything. 
And this is how Eli answers in verse 17. He says, now I want you to go in peace. And may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. And so she said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went away and she ate something and her face was no longer downcast. She began to thank God, even though the prayer request had not been answered yet. She decided to take a step of faith. And I'm going to trust and I'm going to thank God, even though he hasn't answered my prayer request yet even though I don't know exactly how it's going to happen. So how do we do that in our own lives too? When you're looking for a job, perhaps, do you just sit home watching Netflix, waiting for something to fall out of the sky? No. What do we have to do? We have to get out there, and we have to begin to to, um, put out those applications and act as if God is already working on our behalf to answer that prayer request. We have to get out there and apply and see where God is moving. When you want to get into college or when you want to have an opportunity for the summer or whatever it is, what do we have to do? Get out there and apply. Put in the application. Put in the scholarship. Get your name out there. We have to you do what is possible and then to let God do the impossible. What is it with that health challenge? What is that doctor that you need to see? What is that exploration that you need to do? What is that step that you and I need to take And whatever adventure it is, you do what is possible and then let God do the impossible. What is it that you and I need to do and then what is it that we need to let God do from there? Sometimes it's all about the timing, isn't it? God has something much better for us than even what we can see. And I was thinking back to an example of that. God brought to mind uh, what happened actually with our family last spring. We were getting ready to move here to DeWitt. Um, started uh, June 1, so it's coming up here soon. And we had a house all settled to rent. It was a new construction home. We just felt like it was an answer to prayer and exactly what we needed for our family. And with the shutdown last spring, all of that construction stopped for a while. And it wasn't going to be ready in time. And so about this time, we were really anxious. Lord, what are we going to do? This whole thing is falling apart. It's unraveling, and and I don't have a place for my family. And that question, am I going to worry or am I going to worship, really hit home. Because I was starting to worry a little bit. And it was actually during a worship service. It was online, because we weren't in person at that time in my other um, church where I served. And I was going through worship and I was feeling like this whole thing is falling apart. What's going to happen? And I just felt God's spirit just bring a sense of calm and peace to my heart. As I felt these words come to my spirit, do you really think I'm not going to let your family land safely? And it was just that reminder that even though I couldn't see exactly how that was going to work out, that God already knew that. And he was already preparing ahead for us. And we ended up being able to to run something that was even closer, something better than what I had expected. But I didn't understand that and I didn't know that in the moment. And sometimes there are things for you and for me that we just have to trust in the moment that God is already working something out even when we can't see it. 
And we're in that process and season just personally again as we're looking to buy a home and the crazy market that's out there and trying to see what God is going to prepare and what God's going to have ready for us as we buy a home here in DeWitt. And so I'm, I'm excited and anxious about that at the same time. What's the story that God is going to do as we trust him for that timing for our own lives too? And you have those things, those things for your kids and those things for your grandkids and those things that you're going through right now that you're not quite sure exactly how God is going to put that together, but he is. And he is working on it. As Hannah shows us in the story, we are called to thank God even though the prayer request might not be answered yet. Sometimes God has us wait because he wants to draw us closer and sometimes it's because he has something better for us and sometimes we might have to wait because God wants to grow us. He wants to grow us. And we have a choice. In those hard times, in those seasons of waiting, am I going to turn away from the Lord or am I going to lean into him? Am I going to turn away from the Lord or am I going to lean into him? Am I going to give this idea or this situation or this circumstance back to God or am I going to try to hold on to it and fix it myself? And Hannah offers to the Lord her heart, what it is that she wants, and she kept her promise. She said, Lord, if you give me a son, I will give him to you for all the days of his life, and never will a razor be used on his head. And so that happens. And we catch in verse 27 at the end of the story. It says this. She says, I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I have asked of him. And for his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord. And later in chapter 2, we read that God was gracious to Hannah, and she gave birth later to three sons and two daughters. But in that first one, she had to be faithful to that promise that she made. And she gave her little boy Samuel over to the Lord, and he, he lived in the Lord's house, and he became a great leader for the people of Israel. I can't promise exactly what God is going to do as we offer to him all of our concerns and our hearts and our circumstances. But I do know that he is a God of abundance. And sometimes he will surprise us in the ways that he answers your prayer and in the ways that he puts things together. He will supply all of our needs. And God wants to grow us through that process to help give us a story of faith to be able to share with others, look at what God did. God brought me through this time, and look what God did. And he wants to grow us through that process. What do we do when we're in a season of waiting? Five things. You'll see them up there on the screen. In those seasons of waiting, in those times, we have to do these things. We have to keep praying. Don't give up. Don't change. Keep praying. We have to keep serving, keep looking outside of yourself because what happens is we become so consumed with what it is that is on our plate and what is going on in our lives. And we have to keep serving, keep reaching out to other people around you. Keep going to small group or having coffee with your Christian friends. You need times of, of people around you to encourage you and to help you in those seasons. Keep planting seeds, keep doing things that are gonna help to reap things in the, in the future. And then keep believing and trusting that God cares and he understands and he knows your situation. 
Waiting is not passive. Waiting is active. And God is rarely early, but he's never late. God is rarely early, but he's never late. He's always on time, even when we can't see it. And there is this great temptation. There's a temptation to walk away from God in those seasons of waiting and to try to do everything on our own. God, you're taking too long. And we start to take matters into our own hands. And honestly, that is when we can stray from God's path because it's not exactly where he wants us to be. And so we have to be mindful of that. Don't give up. Don't give up on Jesus. Don't give up on faith. Don't keep trusting. I mean, keep trusting. Uh, Don't give up on praying. Because you're waiting for a reason. And trust that he's going to take care of the details. And as we walk by faith, we may have to endure some extended seasons of waiting for the Lord to answer our prayer and to move in our situation. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't care. He does. And if we remain faithful, God will answer in his time and according to his will. And when we put it all in his hands, when we're desperate for his intervention, he will move. In hopeless times, God works in the most surprising of ways. And you may never know that God is going to bring a solution that you haven't thought of yet. As we close today, I want to remind us of this verse from Hebrews 11.1. It says, faith. Faith is a confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. Faith is that assurance and confidence that what we hope for will actually happen and gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. And you and I will not persevere in faith until we know in our heart that God is able, that God is big enough to move in your situation and God is going to provide a solution. We have to keep trusting that and knowing that God is big enough to take care of it. And I don't know what might be really big or feel really big in your life right now and where God is asking you to wait or what feels really heavy on your heart. And maybe it's something with your kids. Or maybe it's something going on in your marriage or something at work. And maybe it's overwhelming financial difficulties or physical health struggles or a variety of other things. But I want to leave us this morning with those three questions as you go through that time. Or three questions that you can encourage somebody else that you know going through that time around you. Am I going to complain or am I going to pray? Are you going to complain or are you going to pray? Are you going to allow this to draw you closer to God during this time or are you going to give up on him? Are you going to worry or are you going to worship? Where are you going to place your energy and your focus? And then am I going to turn away or or am I going to lean into Jesus? Am I going to turn away or am I going to lean into him and allow him to grow me through this situation? Using the water ski illustration, faith comes from looking to Christ, the one who is in the boat. And one of these times, 
when you're sitting there and you're feeling like all the water's coming in your face and you can't get up on that water yet. One of these times, when you sit back and you wait and when you trust the one in the boat, one of these times it's gonna work. And you're gonna get up on those skis and you're gonna be able to ski around and it is gonna be a feeling like you haven't had in perhaps a really long time. As God begins to move and to work in that situation and in that time. And God might surprise you. He might surprise you with the timing. He might surprise you in the way that things work out. But it takes patience and it takes practice. And so we have to focus our time and attention on the one driving the boat. And be ready to go when he says it's time. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, if we're super honest, patience and waiting on your timing is really, really hard. And we tend to be people that don't like to wait and we tend to not understand exactly what you're doing in the process. And so I pray, Lord, especially for those who are here today and those who are watching online that are going through what feels like a heavy season, a season of waiting, of trying to understand what you're doing and and keep praying and maybe not having or receiving those answers that we desire. And so, Lord, I pray that in this moment, that you would work in hearts and lives, that you would bring that sense of peace, that sense of comfort, that reminder that you are here and that you are with each one of us in those struggles that we face and those heavy burdens that we bear and that you would help us, Lord, to keep praying and to keep trusting and to keep believing and to keep persevering. knowing that you, Lord, are working all of that timing for your glory. And so, Lord, help us. Help us to be patient. Help us to choose (laughs) to pray, not to complain. To worship, even over worrying. To lean into you and not to turn away from you, God. And that we might learn, Lord, one step at a time how to trust you more in our lives of faith. Thanks, Lord. We give you all the praise and the glory ahead of time for what you are doing and what you will continue to do in our hearts and lives. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen.